All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. You shall not pass! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I thought my jokes were bad. That was awesome! <laughs> yes! Mugatu. <gasps> Think of Mugatu. I'm a mama pajama! Yes! Mama pajama! I love it! <laughs> Give me more! It makes me fat and bloaty, Ray! <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Comic Shop Couch. I am Joe President. Marco the Heretic. Dickie Ren. And Superior Raw. Richard. Episode 3 The Wrath of Khan. Rona. <laughs> Double play The Wrath of Khan Rona That's kind of <laughs> awesome It's meant to be So today we're going to be talking about what's been happening in the nerd news Our C2E2 experience And then we're going to be uh, finishing it off with our two minute turn-ons as always So I guess what are the news items? Batmobile? Batmobile We just had Batmobile that That's it. it? That was it And I think that's fine but there's also, I mean, the, the, really the thing that's been dominating news, Corona. And we could talk about that. We're like, this has been in the nerd news. We have the Batmobile and Corona. Yeah, there really isn't anything else, is no. there? No. Everything, everything. The Rise of Skywalker it, coming it, out it, on It Blue delayed Mu- that's, Mulan. That's it it de- delayed the New Mutants again. Canceled a lot of cons. I thought they were done with the movie, though. They did. They were done. We... We saw the first Deadpool, and we saw the preview for the New Mutants when they were going to use it as an R-rated horror movie. Right. That was, what, 2017? Yeah, that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. They kept postponing it. Yeah. And because I, of the whole purchase from Disney and everything. The Disney, Disney and Fox po- purchase, yes. Right. When Not, was it supposed to be released? Last 20, year. 2017. No, no, no. Like, it was supposed to be released here in 2020. They're supposed to release oh, it in April first. Yeah, April first. Well, it was supposed to come out last year. I find it. I mean, I get with the with the coronavirus that's happening, but movies tend to be that one escape that people still would do to like during the Great Depression. Yeah, entertainment was one of the big things that thrived because of the escape. So it will be interesting to see what happens here. But now that they're pulling the movies, <clears throat> that's certainly going to affect that. Right. Right. You know, just today, looking at the the websites, uh, Yahoo and JS Online, I mean, it's interesting. It'll be interesting coming back to look at this episode years down the line and seeing headlines like, kids' school shut down for four weeks. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Meyers' show canceled. Yeah. I mean, yeah, movie premieres canceled because of the red carpet. Any, what is it? Any groups larger than 100? Yeah. Oh, is it not 100? It used to be 250. Um, yeah. 250. For this episode, we did a play on the Wrath of Khan, but it, it works. Uh, we went to C2E2, uh, which is a Comic-Con, and that still happened. That was the end of February, but everything else is starting to cancel. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we came up with the name for the show back about a month ago when you and I were talking about what should it be. And the Wrath of Khan came up, and it just so happens that Conrona. Corona. Corona. <laughs> I mean, it's really fitting. <laughs> uh, are, we doing, so, are we doing Simpsons? Are we the Simpsons? New Simpsons? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's take, this, this whole thing is taking out sporting events, regular events. 
conventions, events, yeah. college events. That, right. That this has gotten very serious, and now they're shutting. Well, they should have shut down schools a long time ago because kids and older people are the ones who are more sub- subjectable to this virus. So, and is this a a different strand of flu, right? No. Yes. No. I don't know. Okay. I I don't I don't know because I feel like a lot of people already had it too. Marco, what's been happening in the news lately? It's been out for a little while, but Matt Reeves released the picture of the new Batmobile in the Batman. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Rob. What do you think of the Batmobile? I like it. I like the design. It looks just like a. Like a like a challenger almost, and it has the 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 hood design, and it almost has kind of the wings going out of the back. I really like what they've done, making it look like a normal car instead of looking like the tank from the previous <laughs> movies. I love the tumbler. I think the tumbler. No, the is tumbler my, is a great vehicle this, for what he had going on in that movie. But this is just you know, this is badass. He, yeah, he has he has he Batman has all kinds of toys. So you know, give, give me some small compact stuff. Give me the big stuff. You know. Keep upgrading like he always does. You're right. I At first, I was taken aback. I heard the rumors that it was going to be a muscle car. But as I'm looking at it, and we are looking at it right now, I'm loving it. My first reaction was it looks like the Interceptor from Mad Max. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It is a very Dodge Challenger-esque muscle car. It makes me want to actually get a Dodge Challenger car and turn it into the Batmobile. I love how it's just simplified with everything else in this movie. I'm a taken aback at first what I see and then I love it. And I love it. The more I look at it, I love it. Dickie Wren, what do you think? I love it. Uh, it's grounded in realism to me. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the DeLorean in Back to the Future because the guts are kind of out in the back. Right, right. And then the other thing I kind of like, uh, even though it's campy, it resembles most TV show in the 60s, their Batmobile. I like that, though. Same here. It's yep. different. Yep. And yes, obviously they aren't going to go be putting pow, bang, zoom in this movie. Right. But I kind of like those nods a little bit. Yep. And not to mention, Batman looks awesome there. So we're looking at the aerial shot of him in a garage with Robert Pattinson next to it, uh, facing out. And I think he looks tight. With this car... It makes me look forward to the the inevitable Batmobile chase scene. Uh, they said it also might have a turbine exhaust on it. Which, awesome, because I don't think it uh, should be a Batmobile without the flame yeah. coming out of the back. How, how does he get in? Is it an open door? It looks like that to me. <clears throat> yeah. Like, is he going to have to run to the car, open the door, close the door, get in? Or maybe he does it Dukes of Hazard style. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the General Bat? No. <laughs> how how would he get the cape in like that? Oh, he has probably that cape, you know, is Velcroed on. <laughs> no, I'm talking about he's jumping in the window, Duke style, and then he has to tuck in. You know? <laughs> you know, to tuck. Maybe he has a Dyson vacuum like in the seat somewhere. It just goes to grab the cape. So, so now we're going through the incredible deal. Did anyone else, okay, I'm taking us off bit subject here. See this on the bat symbol on his chest. So yeah. people, I'm sure you all seen the bat symbol. What I'm loving this, and I've discovered this, is if you look in the middle where the pec yeah. muscles separate, it looks like that was designed to be long ears mm-hmm. going all the way up. Oh yeah. Yep. 
and I noticed a few, like a few weeks ago, looking at it because I do want to get a bat symbol tattooed on my back to cover up a tramp stamp. Uh, yeah, I prefer to call it my stud stamp, but uh, <laughs> and no, it's not on my lower back. It's across my shoulders. <laughs> I want to get a Batman symbol. And I'm angel thinking wings. About... <laughs> you were thinking about being a model. <laughs> I don't know. I got it with Dickie I Ren. I the first male oh. Victoria's Secret model. Really? <laughs> Dickie Ren was there when I got it, and then he got his, and he was like, see you, Joe. I was like, okay. <laughs> No, but if you look at that, I think that is awesome. It just kind of goes up a bit, so I might base off my my tattoo off of that. My very old eyes didn't even notice that. I'm so glad you pointed that out. I'm old. <laughs> Another podcast hated it. They were like, man, F that shield. Supposed to be his whole chest is supposed to be bulletproof, not just the bat. And I was um, like, Well, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> like, yeah, it could be just, it. I think he's, was, he's I think they were more I think they were more butthurt about DC movies being like more lackluster than Marvel. And I was like, you need to stop comparing the movies. Yeah. We have they're, now they're they're building their own thing and it, it, and it's going in the right direction from what people are clamoring about. So Well, look at the last couple of DC releases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Aquaman, Wonder Woman before that. And Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Yeah. And then now this. And Joker. And Joker. Yeah. Can't forget about Joker. All right. So uh, I guess I'm going to give the Batmobile for what it is a 9 out of 10 couch cushions for me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Marco the Heretic, what do you think? Yeah. I am going to give it a 9.5 okay. couch cushions. Oh, I, wow. love, <laughs> I love the muscle car look. It's badass. Dickie Ren. I'd say 8 right now. I don't know what it can do. Yeah. So I can't really. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my grade is going to be right around his. Yeah. yeah like, I'll, say, I'll give it a seven. Because seven out of th- right now it looks cool. What? But I want I want to see what it does first. And then when the movie comes out, I'll change it to what it deserves. Because right. I want to see what it does first. What if it does the Batman forever? It, it, it shoots out a grappling hook and it goes up the oh. building at a 90 degree. Oh. <laughs> I've always liked the turn um, when, when it would like do a, sh- a hard left or a hard right turn. I like that. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I give it a nine out of ten. That was Batman Returns. I yeah. I love it. It and what I even love why is it's attainable for me. I could buy a car and make it look like the actual Batmobile yeah. and it's drive it around. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what do you think of our? Andy Circus playing Alfred Pennyworth. I love it. I, I love too. Andy he's Circus. He's great in everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's such a good actor. I, I mean, he's a good that, actor. But I, like, ah. I see that character being cast after watching Gotham. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, what was the name of that actor? Do we know his name? He. I. I he was. Fantastic. Oh, the. Oh, the, the toughest grit. Yeah. yeah. Alfred. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that Alfred too. I like. That. And so that's where I see that they're going yeah. a little bit. I, I'm not bothered whatsoever. I love Andy I like Circus. It. He, I, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so I think no one does mocap better than him, and he's very expressive. But also seeing him in Avengers, yeah, Age of Ultron, yes, is great. I love when he's talking scene. about cuttlefish. Yep. <laughs> they, they terrify me. <laughs> I, I, love... I think he'll be great. Oh, also, in uh, what was that? Uh, Black Panther. He was the, yeah, yeah, he was a claw. Yeah, yeah. I love what uh, Matt Reeves is doing here. I feel like he's dropping Reese's Pieces down for us and trying to get us to come out. 
like yeah. ET, <laughs> uh, with dropping the, dropping the bat suit, dropping the Batmobile. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm so excited for this. Movie. Yeah, I like the his breadcrumb way of doing mm-hmm. it. Jeffrey Wright. James Gordon. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, People, he is uh, Westworld. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's awesome in Westworld. Uh, The Return of Westworld. Uh, I haven't seen that season two yet. I got what? finished. It. I know. Well, season where right? season three is going, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got you got to definitely this. watch it. It's been <laughs> two what two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, you should have been caught up. <laughs> but I, get sorry, on. Sorry. <laughs> I love Jeffrey Wright. Uh, yeah. He plays a CIA agent in the new Bond movies too. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty yeah, integral yeah, to yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's he's want... great. Everything he's in. What do you guys think of Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon? He was. For people that don't know, he is one of the main characters in Westworld. Yeah. I like it. The end. Mm -hmm. So, The Wrath of Khan. That's been the big news. Khan, Corona. It is ending everything. And for us, what we're doing here with the comic shop couch, like movie season and convention season, con season is starting up. Everything is stopping now. So... I feel that's, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, I mean, the big one is, I don't think San Diego Comic-Con's been canceled yet, but that certainly is going to be it's up gonna in the be. air and most likely is going to be. My wife, Mandy, and I are looking, keeping our ears to that. She called the hotel. Uh, we all have tickets. They said it's still on as of right now, but if it gets rescheduled, it's... They'll it's try just, to accommodate in some they'll way? They'll accommodate, okay. yeah. But that's if it gets good. canceled, they don't know yet. Right. And the only thing I'm worried about, if it does get canceled, will we be able to keep our tickets for next year? Because getting tickets for San Diego Comic-Con is really hard. Is yeah. hard. Sometimes you go years. It's all lottery. a lottery in a computer system. Yeah. And this is awesome because Manny has been wanting to go. My kids want to go. Yeah, this thing is, I've never seen anything like this where countries are shutting down. So my kids have off. Till like April yeah, a month. I mean, this is nuts. This has never happened before. Right. Well, in our lifetime, at yeah. least. I mean, and I joke saying what a great time to live in because the biggest thing I'm worried about is like what Wonder Woman is going to wear or, or, you know, how long, how long the line is for a Big Mac or something like that. Now she's probably going to wear a mask. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, everything is being shut down. Anaheim is postponed. Uh, WizardCon yeah, shuts down. Shut down. Uh, we were lucky enough to go to C2E2, which we will talk about our experience there. But, yeah, I mean, what do you think? So, I think we should just talk about that. So, Raw, Joe President, and myself were able to make it there. Dickie, Unfortunately, Dickie ran. Dickie cut Corona. Cut the Corona. <laughs> that was honestly my concern. I wanted to go so bad. Uh, I had the flu. I was home all week with my youngest son who had the flu during yeah. the week. So I kind of knew during the week that I was probably screwed. Uh, but I held out hope. I got started getting sick on that Thursday night. So I thought maybe it'll pass by Saturday morning and I can sneak down to Chicago. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. I woke up Saturday morning, and I was even worse than the day before. So, yeah. so I'm sorry you couldn't make it. I, I'm not as sorry as I am. <laughs> I got that text from you, Dickie, and I was like, oh. I, I hated sending that text. Yeah. I did not want to send that text. If uh, we ha- if we ever have fans, I wonder if they're going to be like, 
did was he really sick or does he really not like or crowds? Or is he really an introvert? <laughs> uh, no, I was really sick. I even took the day off. Oh no, no, work that don't day. Worry. We, we all were like, oh man, but yeah, but it was cool. Yeah. I got to hang out with my wife all day, so. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so let's, right. let's talk about uh, the con. Uh, okay, C2E2, like we said in our last podcast, you know, um, I'm just going to call it Chicago Comic Con. You can go for different things. Yes. Uh, we're all going to talk about what we experienced. I just got to give a shout out to our crew that uh, we met at uh, Chicago Comic Con a few years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. We have Eric, Chris, Terrence. You you guys are great. There are Chicago friends that come up to this con with us. We have Brandon, who is in his old podcast, Galactic Dads. Check him out. He 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 he's from St. Louis. Comes up. We've all kind of came together and become close friends. My uh my other friends, Colin and Nick, they joined us all. Um, raw with his family. We just it, it just was a fun time. And shout out to the Geek Set podcast. I met one of their uh their uh one out of four guys. The Diz Diz. I'm sorry, Diz. A great guy, great guy to have a conversation with. We talked about the con, what we didn't see. He was down there the day before. I came in on Saturday and met everybody down there. We all hung out. Uh, we all got together in the green area, or the, what they call the green zone. They called the green. Yeah, the green. Uh, and that's where they're uh, everybody's just sitting around. It's like uh, it's like sitting outside, but you're inside. And there's a bunch of games going on. Beanbag. They had a, a computer group there who were uh, who had made app games and stuff, mm-hmm. and everybody was playing app the app games. It was it was actually a very fun and interactive time. And this was my first time going out to the family. So raw. What? Yeah, and that's new. They didn't have that before. So the green, like Raw was saying. It's in the middle of the the whole convention center. They put out green carpet, set up bags, tournaments, arcade games, and bar beer. Bag, it's great. It, those for those that don't know, bags is a version of cornhole. <laughs> oh, they might they might misinterpret that, but <laughs> <laughs> we have weird names for things in Wisconsin. <laughs> Bubbler. Comment if you know what that is. Pop it. Yeah. So, Chicago soda. I am going to go into mine and I'll pass it off. So, um, for C2E2, my things that I love, I go there obviously to cosplay and a lot of CGC comic books. So, what I did this year was I, I, I went low this time. The past few, couple of years, I just would bring a lot of comic books, try to get artists assigned. And then grade them. This year, I just wanted to kind of walk around with my friends. We have such a great group. I haven't seen them in a long time. It just was, it was, it was, it was good. So I got my Gambit miniseries issue one signed by Lee Weeks. Lee Weeks is an artist, longtime artist. He has, he did that in 1995 and he's done a recent run on Batman. Nice. So he was there. I got him to sign it. Yeah, I like Lee Weeks too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's all super nice guy too. Uh, got him to sign it, and it's being graded right now. Maybe next episode, I could tell you. Hopefully, it was a nine six. Woo. I'm hoping it's a nine eight. It is the gold edition too. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it's it, it's it's great. And then I, uh, Jim Lee was there. 
and I turned in a book, Batman Damned. It's uh, the DC Black Label series. He he didn't do the art. He just did the cover cover version uh, variant. So I turned that in. I didn't get to meet him, but hopefully that comes back. Yeah. I'm praying for a 10. <laughs> my first We all do. <laughs> that, and that was basically my CGC experience. It was nice this year. Do you year. want to explain what CGC does? CGC will take your comic books and they will go through it, look at it, grade it, and grade it on like is white pages, any defects, bends, color breaks. Basically, it tells you what's wrong with it and it gives you a rating system from 0 to 10. Right. And obviously, everyone wants a 10. Nine, 9.9s and, not, and 10s are very hard to get. Mm-hmm. It's literally like finding a diamond. Right? Yes. <clears throat> so they will do it, and then they seal it, air vacuum it, put a barcode on it, and you have it forever. It does not, your your comics stop degrading. So that's awesome. It costs a little bit. I, I would say the average to do this per comic book is about 30 bucks. Yeah. And where it, where it gets a little bit more expensive is when you add the shipping, depending on how many books you're, you're right. doing. So and it looks and it's beautiful. Different, it great does look beautiful. for different era books. Yes, depending on how good they are. Because I, when we went to the con, I also seen that they had a lot of CGC graded books, and I was like, wow. And I was just showing my nephew, who's an anime, a big anime fan, and I was like, yeah, you ever collect the books? Yeah, look how much this cost. Four thousand dollars for the goddamn uh, Spider Man signed. Yep, with um, when he w- appeared in the black suit, Secret Wars. Yes, there's stuff like that. I have pictures which I'll probably post on Instagram. Come and follow us, Comic Shop Couch. I was just standing there in awe of a 9.2 X Men one, oh. CGC grade. The X, yeah. uh, the Jim Lee one, or the no, uh, the like, original? Yeah, okay. like Stanley Jack first. Kirby. Okay, yeah, the- and like an 8.0. Amazing Fantasy 15, I think, mm. the first Spider-Man. Yeah. I have pictures of first that, a Spider-Man, bunch yeah. of stuff. And, it's of course, it was in glass. It was a foot away, and people are just eagle-eyeing me, <laughs> you know. And, and Don't get too close. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they're thinking I'm some prince somewhere about to uh, <laughs> buy these. Ali Ababa. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it does say auction only. So Were you in the, um, the cosplay? Uh, no, I was oh, just okay, in okay. clothes. I should have. I I, no, he was <laughs> just wearing his, so his regular cape. The question is because uh, Joe was the crossover between DC and Star Wars Bane. Oh, very intimidating. That's why he's asking. Where you okay, cosplay. yeah, you oh, yeah, we wear, cosplay. You did do yes. cosplay. Uh, Marco and Colin, our other buddy, and I, we did a crossover of Star Wars DC characters. Marco was Darth Batman. I was Darth Bane, which is a play. There was uh, an actual Darth Bane, and Colin was Darth Joker. So that was fun to do basically i have also pictures of that lightsaber with a sith robe with the bane vest over it and the bane mask underneath the hood it was hot but it was well worth it um so to kind of finish on my c2 e2 experience it, it was a lot of the walking around doing my comic thing the cgc stuff uh the cosplay that i saw uh my favorite probably was this comic book magneto and I took pictures of him. Somehow he had clear lenses over his eyes and they lit up. So when you took a picture, 
it looked like how he did in the comics. Yeah, he's using his he, powers. Yeah. He, yeah, he uses powers. He put his hand up, and his eyes were bright white, like two little spots. Mm-hmm. It looked beautiful. That was probably my favorite. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. It was I, almost I mean, like how Storm was using her powers yes, in the X-Men I'm movies. showing the guys right now the picture of it. Post that on your uh, Instagram. Yep. Please. Here we go. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's, awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, he also had a, um, a sentinel yeah. head. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There was a spawn one, too, with the mask with the uh, light up green eyes. I, I posted oh, that. Yeah? yeah. yeah. We got to look at that. Um, That's that was probably my favorite. Like, uh, yeah, like raw, uh, the detailed. I thought I saw a Mandalorian. I took a picture with him. It was a lot of Mandalorians. A lot of Mandalorians, but I saw one. Yeah, that looked like he stepped out of the show. Yeah, and then I took a picture with him. It, it, down to did his you see, gun. Did you see the K two S O? No, I didn't. Oh, I got a picture of that. All right, hold on. <laughs> on your, on your. Okay, and then my one of the two funniest ones I also saw. I saw a Jawa with the egg. So when we took a took a picture, he raised the egg and was going the egg, <laughs> and and it could crack open. And he was like pretending to eat the egg. Oh, I didn't see that. That was great. And Good. then I think the best was Harry Carey, the old sports announcer. Cubs win. The Cubs win. He the looks Cubs win. exactly like him, and he had a little bit of Will Ferrell in him. Yeah. And he was carrying around this beard and a mic. I was like, Hey, Harry Carey. He's like, What? <laughs> what do you want? If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Right. And I was like, can I get a picture? And he did this shake and he did his smile and thing. Like, yeah, Cubs win. Cubs win. And he wasn't facing the camera. I was like, over here. And he, he like did a 360 and pointed the other way. I was like, no, over here. And he's doing this all on a play. And he's like, oh, there you are. Cubs win. It was Amazing! So I have a picture of him. So. He's been there every year. I haven't right. seen him yeah, before. No, okay. He's been there every year. So uh, my so, wife. Oh, funny story. My um, yeah. You know, all right. My wife came with me down to the to the con, and you know, she's looking at everything. I was like, she's like, oh, we got to do this sometime. I was like, oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna come down here and uh do a cosplay. But I want to be down there for at least the weekend and do it. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I want to. And my brother was like, uh, my older brother who came down with us too. He was like, what would you do? I was like, well, I would get one where it would function, where I can you know still take just a little bit off. And I can still be comfortable in what I'm actually wearing. It's a it's a commitment. Yeah. It's so commitment. that's why I was saying I was like, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to make those kind of costumes to wear. My my stuff is like, okay, I can just take this off, blah, 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 and I can go get something to eat, be back, all right, put it back on, all right, back. You know, so it's like it's small pieces, but I can still wear my regular clothes and be cool. <laughs> Ra, have you seen Conan the Destroyer? Yes. Do you know that uh that princess's bodyguard? Just look it up. I think that would be a perfect cosplay for you. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife was looking at this guy, and she thought it was a rapper whose uh, name is Young Jock. Young Jock is one of those guys where he has kind of a, a perm or something popping oh, off yeah. on his head. And we were actually in, because I knew who, who, he was, who he was, because he had on this, uh, the flashy suit and uh, the, kind of like these ruffle feather uh, boa going on. And I was like, that's Ric Flair. And he was like, "Woo!" And I was like, "There you go." And she was like, "Who's Ric Flair?" I was like, "Who's Ric Flair?" Yeah. So I was like, "I was like, remember the video I showed you with the white guy in the ring and the dudes made the song about it, and they were like, give me two claps in the Ric Flair.'" And it was like, "Woo!" And I was like, "That's that song." She was like, "Oh, that's Ric Flair." I was like, "Yeah." I, I think of the video that you said when they were like when two dogs see each other, and the guy in WWE was like, "Woo!" And he was Rick, Rick Flair was yeah. in the ring going, Woo! Yeah. And they kept going back and forth. And yeah. you know how Rick Flair 
amplifies yeah. the showmanship <laughs> and he starts doing his strut. Yeah. He's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, he, he started um, doing it too. And he was on the metal stage really? doing all the, the slamming and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I've heard his damn stuff trying to do. Because oh, um, Ric Flair's in the ring doing all He's mimicking him. They're just going back and forth. Woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs> um, Marco, what was your C2 experience? I had a, a pretty unique experience starting from the first night that I got there. I got there on Thursday, and I met up with my buddy Sergey from Canada. He will be on the show, I think, in the next time. We're going to interview him. He's a big gaming guy. He's a big gaming yeah. guy. Yeah, big comic, comic good guy. Good guy. Book guy. One of my very best friends. We actually had dinner with Dan Parent. Dan Parent has been a illustrator and writer for the comic book Archie for 33 years. Yes. And you were so, telling me at the at the at the con. Yeah. yeah, and so that was my I've I've met him before at the cons and just talked to him a little bit, but being able to spend time with him, having dinner with him, he's agreed to interview on the show. So we're looking forward to that when I get that set up. Wow, look at Marco so, bringing in the interview. Yeah, so that was uh, that was really wow. cool. That was yeah, he, he he has it made when he is basically Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, <laughs> things are easy when you're a celebrity. <laughs> People, Marco the Heretic looks like Donnie Wahlberg. When we were younger, he looked like Mark Wahlberg. I'm now older. I'm older. And then yes. the hairline started receding. <laughs> yes, when the when the forehead became a five head. Yeah, you're yeah. Donnie now. Yeah. <laughs> at least so yeah, I had. Uh, these are not six cents. Donnie. I was. <laughs> I got a little meat on my bones. <laughs> I was going up the escalator. There's a just woman that was, we were crossing, you know, she was going down the es- yeah, escalator. I was going up the escalator and she looked at me and then she did the double take and then she started tapping her, her friend. Yeah, I heard the <laughs> scream and she was like, yeah, you know, like at, at the bottom of the escalator pointing at me and I'm just waving, you know, yep. and like, okay, we <laughs> and then I had, I had other random people just waving at me. I didn't know and who they were. It helped out. That I was also yelling Donnie to you. <laughs> come over here. It's Donnie. It's now, Donnie. I like the Wahlbergs don't come knocking down our door. Right? <laughs> you impersonated me? <laughs> so that was cool. Very neat opportunity and experience. I got to give a special thanks out to Terrence, by the way. Terrence, he gave me the VIP poster of Wonder Woman. Oh. That was done by Michael Cho. Mm. <laughs> the thing about it is I didn't know it was done by Michael Cho. And I was like, oh, I want to get this signed because yeah. I knew the artist was there. And, right. I, and I follow the group of people. So that's Chris, Eric, Terrence. Brandon. And with Brandon. Yeah, Nick, and we go. They, they're like, oh, here, here's here's the artist. And I'm like, oh, it's Frank Cho. And I, I bring out the, <laughs> the poster. And he's like, this is done by Michael Cho. And he's Canadian. Oh. And I'm like, I am so sorry. While the whole crew I'm with is just laughing at me, <laughs> just laughing, and I didn't even open up the poster. I was like, "Oh, cool," they, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like such a, a dumb dumb. <laughs> so good job there. And the art, the art between Michael and Frank Cho is vastly different yes. from each other. So Michael is more of an old school artist, and Frank is more of a detail artist. Yes. Oh my gosh! And his, I'm and looking Frank at Cho, the art right now. Who also does his work with Way his to wife, go, Marco. <laughs> I blame Genghis Khan. That's the name of our group at the con. Also, Genghis Khan. Also buddy. with uh, Frank Cho, and if you ever have seen Frank Cho's work, 
he does his women very curvy, very voluptuous women. And he also does the art with his wife. So I think that's why his women look as great as they do look because she's giving her input and doing it with them. So, but he's also I'm looking at he does his men muscular and curvy as well, very curvy. <laughs> so that goes yeah. without saying within the right. men with the in the comic yeah. book world. But there are men who just don't know how to draw women. Right? Yeah, you're right. J. Scott Campbell knows how to draw. His you face. damn straight he does. <laughs> Jim Lee, Michael Joe Turner, Joe Mad. Joe Mad. Oh, Joe Mad. I know he's your favorite artist, but he's got to be one of my favorite artists uh-huh. as well, just oh. as far as the overall concept. But anyway, getting back to my con. <laughs> Dickie Ren, I feel so sad that you're just sitting there. Would you like to ask the questions? No. <laughs> you would have loved the Star Wars stuff that was going on there. There were, uh, there were groups oh, of people. Oh, we saw oh, Darth Revan, a lot of Darth, and oh, Darth were, Nihilus. There was Vader with oh, a whole 501 gosh. group. Yes. Uh, there were family, families yeah. of Mandalorians in suits. They were very deep. It was so great. Josh would have been eating out of the R2s. Yeah. R2s. <laughs> they had name. an R2-D2 build group. Oh, uh, uh, right. cool. They were all, all oh, the little, the, what, are, what are those little droids that, like, that Chewie scared in the very first one that's like. The mouse droid. The mouse, mouse droid. droid. Yeah. Those were everywhere. By himself. <laughs> it's just, and it would it'd come awesome. up to you and turn right away. That's awesome. We saw Darth Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As in Prince. We did. Like, Prince. It was and perfect with yes. the costumes that okay. we were. Go ahead, Marco. Did he have a raspberry beret? No. Yeah. He had a yellow or a purple bandana. Who took okay. the picture? Who's got that picture? We have a video. That's oh, all. Even yes. Oh. We know Go ahead, Marco. What was uh, your cosplay? Okay, so, yeah. So, uh, the president, myself, and Colin... We did a crossover cosplay of uh, Star Wars and DC, like we've said earlier before. So I was Darth, I was Darth Batman. You were Darth Bane, and then Colin was Darth Joker. Well, it's just interesting that we randomly walk into a Darth Prince with the guitar and yep. a lightsaber. Yes, purple, and purple lightsaber, <laughs> purple lightsaber. Uh huh. And he was full on Prince, like. Just strutting, strutting, (laughs) sensual. He looked at Marco and went, (laughs) and and Marco had a stereo on, a speaker on him. With all of the Batman music from Prince. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So Marco went, oh my gosh. Hold on. Started playing Bat Dance. (laughs) This Darth Prince took out his guitar and they were like, Rolling with each other, like I got a video on it. I more remember me just running around circles of him. Marco was dying in his Batman mask, so he was like trying to dance with like white paste dripping down. Shower. It was a very my bat tears. A friend, a friend's Joey Ross leather pants episode because this this Batman mask is so tight. And and I have a big head. I tried it on, and I damn near ripped off my skin when I put it on. Marco got it on, so we had to put a bunch of baby powder yeah. in it. Baby powder and sweat mm-hmm. don't mix. 
It's like pancake butter yeah. batter. <laughs> so he's got this coming out, and I'm just wiping Batman's nose. <laughs> so I'm sure people got pictures of like Bane going, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Darth Batman brought his mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, so th- I forgot about that. So thank you for bringing that up. That was fun. We also met, in a way, Felicity Smoke. From Arrow, which is Emily Bet Rickards. Yes, for people out there, if you watch the show Arrow on CW and The Flash, Felicity, Felicity Smoke, they were there. Yeah. And we met her. I'd like to say we befriended her, and she remembers us to this day. <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> So do you want to tell the story? Yeah, well, it was it was interesting because there's a whole lot of things going on at one point. Uh, we found bags. We decided we were going to play. We went to go get beer. Uh, Joe and I went, Joe President and I went to go get beer. We came back and Colin was just talking to one of the ladies next to him. They were playing bags as well. They were playing bags. They were playing bags. We were next to each other. Yes. So we weren't at the same cornhole bag tournament bag area. Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I noticed her, and and she was she was short. I just kind of kept looking, going, well, she's. I was really confused because she's she was really, but I couldn't tell how old she was. I couldn't tell if she was 12, 18, 30. So I was just like looking at her, like, huh. <laughs> well, uh, from my point of view. So me and my one of my other best friends, Nick, we're we're well deep into some beers by this point. We're playing bags. Guys, I am the least competitive guy out there. So I'm throwing bags. And they're flying. S- they're flying everywhere. I'm surprised it didn't, didn't hit her in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um and we noticed them, they're talking with us, they're talking with Marco and Colin, and my buddy Duder, who is Eric, comes up to me and goes, that is Felicity from Arrow. And I go, oh, the one talking to Colin right now. And I look at her and I'm like, she's tiny. And I assume like what everyone meets uh, celebrities in real life, they are always smaller than what they appear on camera. Yeah. I, I, in, my, in my first experience of C2E2, I've seen the blue and the black ranger from the original Power Ranger series. Yeah. And those guys, I'm taller than those guys, and I'm six two. Those guys are like You're five eight, most people. five ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but, but the way they, TV, look. they look, they look way bigger. Yes, on TV. Sure. yes. So I'm like, there's no way. I was at least expecting to be like six feet. <laughs> that she has tattoos on her arms. I'm like, Felicity doesn't have tattoos. So we go on and go on, and my buddy Nick finally goes to her friend and goes very abruptly, "Is she supposed to be someone?" And her friend just laughs and goes, no, she's a nobody. And, he, and then Nick goes, yeah, see, guys, she's a nobody. I wish I was with y'all. Because I'd have been oh, like, that's Felicity man. from Arrow. Because well, I that's, recognize faces. That's that's <laughs> what Eric was but saying. she had red hair, too. No, yeah, I still would recognize her face. That's, but it, was, it was challenging, you know. it was. That's what Eric kept saying. And then Eric shoved his phone in front of my face and sh- uh, showed her, like, Instagram account. And it was like... Tattoos, that's her. Emily Bet Rickards. I was like, oh my gosh, that's her. By by that time, they left. Right. So we all as a group 
go and look. You're like, well, she's got to be doing something, a signature. And it was more to confirm it was yes. actually her. Yeah. So we go and we see her. We're like, oh, gosh. So we all get in line to get her autograph. I, at this point, needed to use the restroom. So I leave. And then I come up and I see the entire group, the Genghis Khan, <laughs> uh, come and they're smiling at me. And I go, hey, how was she? Was she nice? Did she remember us? And they all go, oh, yeah, she remembered us. Terrence, bless your heart and your big red beard. <laughs> he puts in front of my face a signed autograph picture. Joe Perez sucks at bags. And I looked at it, smiled, and then I stopped. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> but all, but I loved it. I love that that happened. Marco, what happened when you were in line? Uh, she she remember, she certainly remembered us because uh, she was playing bags with us five minutes before she was signing. Uh, I was just trying to take a picture of her uh, while she was signing it just so I could say it's really from her, but the handler wouldn't let me do it. And and she was very pleasant. She was very nice uh, and gracious that we came and got her autograph. And it was fun. Yeah, that was just a little fun story. And now I have a memory that I suck at bags. <laughs> and someone famous knows that. You're right. <laughs> so, so that was cool. I mean, you don't get to meet famous. You don't see those that are entertainers walking around the con at all. And if right. they are walking the con, they have a they're, security. They're, they have yeah. security or they're, they're cosplaying. They're, they're behind a mask. Right. And so, so very neat. Uh, anything else, Ray? What was your, my con experience was hanging out with my family. Overall, I found a lot of collector stuff at the con, and that's what really made me like the con. Yeah, tell me about the the stuff you saw, because I didn't really get a chance at looking at collectibles. Yeah, I got down there, and I found a lot of Star Wars Black Series figures that I actually was finding online, but they were a little bit more expensive than what I was willing to pay out of pocket for. But I went down there, and I found the number two in the line of the very first line of the Black Series, the Darth Vader, which you can actually take the helmet off and see oh, all really? the details from the um, Return of the Jedi. Really? Like the milky skin. Right, and right. The, the... the mask was very detailed, shows mm -hmm. the back of his head and everything. I was like, wow. I haven't opened it yet, but uh, it was down there for 25 bucks. It was usually going for like 60 online. Oh, nice. So, so I, are you, with your collectibles, are you an opener? Or do you buy two? One that you keep? Uh, no, I am or... an opener. I don't care about it. If I was going to sell it, guess what? Someone's going to buy it. Okay. You know, someone's going to buy it for the right price. And, uh, you know, you usually look at market when you're trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is what the average is. I'll, if I want to get rid of it, I'll make it a little bit lower, you know. Okay. But I'm not a, one of those hard sellers. Like, I'm selling it for this and it better go for that. Like, no, you need to be a real realistic person. But, um yeah, I caught I caught some of that. Um, I caught uh, some Transformer Siege figures. Uh, I caught Megatron, and it was in. Um, he transformed into a tank, and he's more of the animated series color. I okay. I if you ever raw, if you're ever down and you find an old school '80s Megatron that turns into the handgun, let me know. Oh, I'm over I that. All they have modern figures. I don't like, see that that much. I'll give you links, and you can. They have actual the modern figures. You can get it for like a hundred bucks, which mm -hmm. they come with a uh, the stand, the little extender piece. Yes, that comes out yep. when, uh, when in an animated series when the, whenever everybody you know caught them, they you know the impact. Bah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I caught that. I caught um, 
Actually, that was like, and oh, another transformer. It was um, Hound the Jeep from uh, the the other siege, the other siege series. Uh, the the siege series is going on right now, and mm-hmm. they're about to start um, the new one called Earth Rise, where everything from the eighties they're kind of updating it. They have the Prime coming out with the trailer. It's going to be about a fifty buck figure. Um, they have uh, Hoist and grappler because those figures are one of those type of figures where i like how they're doing them now yeah to where they actually almost when they're transforming they look just like the cartoon yeah instead of how when you got them when you were a kid they looked nothing like the cartoon <laughs> and you were like yeah this is iron hide like it's just a screen <laughs> with, right. with, some, with some guns i'm right, <laughs> right, oh, right. oh, sorry not the screen the windshield mm-hmm. of, the, of the ambulance or the van so uh i'm glad that they're doing the figures almost like the animated series. And I plan on collecting those. Um, I got a few things for my kids. I got uh, my daughter a book from a Chicago artist slash writer, uh, Niobe. Shout out to the artist and writer, Niobe. I'm I'm sorry, I don't have her name right now, but I'll uh, have Perez post that on our site so you can research that for anybody who wants to get more into diverse books. Um... And uh, yeah, it was it was it was basically a big collector's thing for me, and it was great. I seen DVDs and Blu-rays of stuff that I have actually on my computer, but I was thinking about putting them on hard disk so mm-hmm. I could you know take them off and that can make more space on my PC. But um, Tiger Sharks, Tiger Sharks. It was kind of uh, you know you feel so Thundercats, Silverhawks, and this was Tiger the one Sharks. which was kind of an offshoot. It was um. It was on a cartoon called the. I Comic remember Street. Silverhawk, right? That yep. was a thing. It was right after Silverhawks, and it was one of those cartoons where they were doing it, basing it off of those cartoons. Mm-hmm. Rackin, uh, Rackin Bass did the animation, and it was part of a. Um, it was part of another show which had three other cartoons to it, and that's why okay. you probably didn't see it. It okay. was called the Comic Strip, mm-hmm. and they had. Um, it was two other shows that were with that show, and. The first one was about these monster kids going to camp. It was like monster camp or something like that. Yeah. And then the second one was Karate Cat. Karate Cat. Man, I've never heard of any of these. Wow. Yeah, this big. These are like big '80s cartoons uh-huh. that didn't last that long. Okay. They, and you they found had one these series. down there? I seen Tiger Shocks down there. They didn't yeah. have the other two with it, which was this was all one show. So they were all like 15 minute cartoons mm-hmm. and like a 45 minute episode of the huh. show so, so that's you got what, you yeah. got in deep yeah that was there was a bunch of they had the they had the despecialized star wars versions down there okay the ones okay. where george george originally did yeah yeah huh. so that was my kind of experience it was a great experience yeah. i liked it so, so i'll be there next again? year okay so i'm gonna round this out with like marco the heretic what was your favorite part of your c2e2 experience all in all and what do you give as a takeaway for listeners that maybe haven't gone yet and what they should do? Or on the fence about going. Well, last year was the first year that I ever did cosplay. You know, you're ner- you're general- I'm generally nervous about doing things like that. What are mm-hmm. people going to think? Who cares what people think? You have a great time. Everyone else is doing it. And the it's community fun. there is very supportive. And we don't judge other people for what they do, <laughs> no matter how bad or fun it is. You get to be who you are. And so you can go there and be yourself and have a really good time because it is a lot of fun to do. My favorite part of that was I was Batman. A lot of people didn't understand because mm-hmm. I didn't wear the hood that I was Darth Batman or really why I was carrying a lightsaber. But the kids... 
the the little girls mm-hmm. mostly that that were so excited to see Batman. That's awesome. That were four years old, five years old. Mm-hmm. They weren't scared of me whatsoever. They were just so happy to take a picture with Batman. That was really, really cool, really yeah. fun. Being a father myself, and the parents were so gracious about it, just mm-hmm. saying thank you for you know giving the time to my children. So that was very cool. What would I say to those who are looking to go to a convention? It's more than it's more than just cosplay. It's more than just comic books. It is a lot of toys. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of nostalgia from when you were growing up. Seeing the characters from the cartoons or the stories or the movies that, you know, people dressing up as them and going, whoa, I haven't seen anything like you since ever. This right, is so right. cool. Look how many people are so excited to see you as Bane last year mm-hmm. and just so appreciated to your culture mm-hmm. and where you come from. So, so it's a lot of fun. Very cool to see, a way to see uh, the people that are in inter- inter- entertainment. One thing that I forgot to mention that I do want to mention is I did go to the Mark Ruffalo panel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about I that. saw Mark Ruffalo. I got to hear him talk. One thing that came up in the panel was the death of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a spoiler. If you don't want to know, ear muffet, ear muffet and turn the volume down. But he alluded to time travel happening, saving Tony Stark from that death. Mm. So I don't know how that would happen, but... Well, the rules are, it doesn't change what would happen in the past. It's just still your future, so it could definitely happen. Okay, and and he certainly gave... He said wink, wink to that. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that made the crowd uh, very happy. and So that was cool, uh, just being in the same room with him. And then he got into politics a little bit, but we won't talk about that. Like the politics of his role in the movie or just politics period politics period he's big into politics nobody wants to hear that at the con man <laughs> you know I don't even know that he couch. really wanted to talk about it too much so did somebody ask him a question he just got into yeah because they had they, they had questions people go right. up and ask, ask questions and you could you could see the crowd being getting ornery about the repeated questions about yeah. about what he was saying. They wanted to hear about him as the Hulk and right, right. And so it, but it was very, very nice guy, very sweet guy, very cool panel to go to. That was my, first, like he's a cool that was my guy. first panel that I ever went to. Yeah. So I got again, I have to thank Chris. <laughs> and how much Terrence. did that cost? Nope. Chris, Chris and Terrence. Terrence, Eric uh, Duder Gonzo Terrence. They had extra thank you guys. extra thank you. Uh, wristband. Oh, okay. That they got with their VIP tickets that okay. they purchased. And so Yeah, because I seen the one like when I got my ticket at the last minute I seen that Jim Lee got added. And I was like, oh my God, my favorite artist got added, but I couldn't afford to go and see him yeah, and get a signing. Right, right. And then you got seeing the Magic Press like, really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Pissed. Yeah. Um before I get into it, yeah. Raw, your one favorite thing about uh Chicago Comic Con C2E2 and your takeaway to give to others that are listening right now. All right, I will say this about the C2E2 Comic Con. It's a great experience. Be prepared to walk around. If you come down there to sit, you're wasting your time. Uh go down there, walk around, get the experience, take pictures of all the people in cosplay you recognize. Just don't don't take pictures of people you don't recognize because that just seems strange. Some stuff <laughs> does look great. And people put a lot of detail and, uh, oh, my God, the Professor X we saw was so great. President told me about it and uh, I, I didn't see it until I seen it on someone else's um, Instagram. And I thought that was like, wow, that was very detailed. It was so colorful and it really just popped like, wow, cosplay 
It's amazing. Uh, I also like they had a, a game zone where they had all the old school game systems and they had the, the updated ones too. And they had an arcade area with all the arcade games. Like it, it was, it was a great experience, man. Um, I would say it was worth the money. Um, uh, also the pass for the three days was very affordable. They have a family pass. So if people are thinking about doing this, it's a great experience. It's great to get your kids out, come down to Chicago and enjoy a good time with good people. But um, <laughs> no, it was a great time. I had a great time with my wife, my brother and my nephew. I uh, had a great time meeting up with the guys, talking for a little bit, getting yeah. more stuff for the podcast, meeting other podcasters, people saying that I was their favorite guy on the cast. Then, you know, that's very um, heartfelt. Yes. yes, I was there. I was there, and yes, you got uh, uh, Superior Raw. You're my favorite. So, so yeah, Hooray. I appreciate that, Galactic Dads. Joe President. Uh, what 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 is your takeaway to give to people? The one thing that my takeaway: if you're a big anime fan, comic book fan, entertainment fan overall, you love movies, you love TV shows, you love reading, you love you you love the creative process, everything that you want to maybe even spark your own creative juices. Go to this con. Go enjoy. Take family. Go with friends. Go down there. Enjoy it. Stay for the after hour stuff if you can. I, I wasn't able to because we came down on the train. And I'm pretty sure what the guys would have set me up. Like, hey, come in our room. It's great. You know, yeah. just do the after hour stay. Like, all right, bet. So, but no, uh, we wanted to get back home. But it was it was a great time. Oh, yes. If you don't want to drive, take the train. The train was yeah. a great experience. Well, that's from, if you're from Milwaukee. From Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If, you're if, if you're from Milwaukee. From Milwaukee. And it's only, a, it's only a 45 minute train ride yeah, for me Milwaukee to Chicago and it was great uh you know people, people we fell asleep on the ride back it was just a really relaxing time it was it was so much fun being out there I wish Dickie Wren could have came got the experience too yeah he was sick and he was there in he'll be there next year and he'll get the experience <laughs> being the introvert that he is hopefully he will enjoy it and he will enjoy all the cosplay and whatever he can find out there also all right, uh, and really, uh, like I said before, I, I gave my favorites, but my probably the biggest for me would be the camaraderie of all the cosplay. Um, when you're in cosplay, people want to take pictures and they compliment you, so that that's fun. Oh, yeah. also, the people who are worried about their kids seeing any of these scantily clad women or men just running around in underwear that. None of that was going on. Uh, it was actually yes. very tasteful, and they actually have rules. So don't worry about your kids seeing anything too crazy when you bring them down to the con. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I forgot to mention our other buddy, Nick. He did cosplay with us. Yeah. He went as a video game. Now, Marco the Heretic, the gaming, one of our gaming guys. What was he? He was just a character from Player Unknown Battleground. Yeah. So Which is, just, what is your what, what, Player Unknown Battleground? What What is it? What do you guys call it? PUBG? PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. They kept saying PUBG, and I'm like, what, what the hell is are, that? What is that? <laughs> so he looked pretty awesome. He, he had I, My favorite part was him. He had a uh, cast iron pan. Apparently, it's a weapon in there, right? It's yeah. like uh, yeah. it's like Fortnite, right? No, it's like PUBG. <laughs> PUBG. It's, PUBG. I'm saying like you're going out and you're competing to kill oh, each other. Uh, right? Dickie Wright. You know this? Battle Royale. Yeah. yeah it okay. is Battle Royale. So, I had to stop playing PUBG because my blood pressure would get so high. <laughs> <laughs> and I would start visibly shaking 
it's just it was so you were basically being so a, a normal know. gamer exactly. so he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. was one of those characters so you might know it just it picture in your head he, he i don't know he had like a visor a helmet yeah. machine gun backpack and a, a well these are all things that you pick up you yeah. land oh well. okay you, you land basically naked so you have to run uh-huh. around and pick up items yeah the frying oh. pan is something it's it's kind of a joke because it's like yeah, so, that so was my favorite part of his cosplay. The it looked amazing. The only weapon you have. Yeah, it looked so amazing. You yeah. can block bullets with it. Yeah, yep. but uh, you don't land naked. You you do land clothed with. <laughs> oh, uh, that's well, rust. Oh, that's rust. Weaponry naked. I have my system. <laughs> okay, so, so I you just don't wear it. anything. Right. I mean, you can. You can. <laughs> well, I Josh, wear. Josh, we found Dicky Ren. We found your next year's cosplay. Oh, I won't cosplay. What? I will not cosplay. <laughs> I'll wear my hoodie. Okay. You'll like my uh, two-minute turn-on because I think I got a different option for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, oh, it, yeah. So his cosplay was pretty awesome. I just want to also thank, again, Eric, Chris, Terrence, Nick, Brandon. Brandon, you are the group hype man. Uh, people, please give his uh, podcast, Galactic Dads, a listen. Um, it wouldn't be the same without you guys. So the C2E2 experience for me being around my close friends and experiencing this, which is something that I love and you're just around kind of your tribe. People love this uh, stuff and you don't feel right. Weird about it. You know, it's awesome. And uh, I would say for people who are, don't don't know or aren't really into it. If you have a friend, go with them. You might you might surprise yourself and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. If anything, you can go and have a beer and play some video games <laughs> and watch some do a, a pretty awesome people watching. Also, at what we have experienced now for the past three years, we go down to the restaurant that's inside the hotel. We've been pretty lucky. Every time we've gone to breakfast there, we've seen some type of artist, big time artist, writer, a person in the comic book world that is literally sitting at the next table. This year, it was Jim Lee, Sean Gordon Murphy, mm. Lee Weeks, all at the same same breakfast. It was awesome. And to have Jim Lee there, the next table, and then he was sitting with people we were like, assume is probably some DC bigwigs. Yeah. You know, that's just pretty cool. I mean, obviously, we don't go up to them. This is their time. But that is another favorite thing of ours. If you're into comic books and all this, just to see them there and eating, you're like, hey, there we go. It's pretty awesome. There's no other platform where you really can do this. I mean, you you can't really do this with movie stars. No. You know, so... Also, like the Chicago, the lesser cons, I don't know how it, it is with New York. Oh, New York's uh, got to be ridiculously huge. Uh, but I know San, San Diego, Diego, you can't really do it either. Um, you well, see celebrities around. Yeah. You do, but it's on a large scale. They have their, they they have, have they have their entourage sec- yes. and their security. Chicago seems kind of a right. little well, bit laid back. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing them eating, din- you know, because yep. we're staying at the hotel that yes. they're staying at. So last year I saw Rob Liefeld. Just walking yep. around, you yep. know, and so it normalizes the people and it makes it like, mm-hmm. hey, I saw someone that's well-known and famous. So Which it's very Rob Liefeld was a pleasure to meet last yeah, year. he was. Oh, yeah, I seen Doug Monkey down there. Oh, yeah? I want to give a shout-out to Sergey and to Mark Ribelet, who was the theme song artist called Girls Club. 
which we played every day. Oh, boy. YouTube, it's rated R uh, parents, so don't let your children listen to it. But very funny song. Uh, it's on YouTube. So that was our C2E2 experience, our Comic-Con experience. The Wrath of Khan is here, and it might be over because of the corona. For so, this year, for 2020. For this year. So we'll have to see how that goes, and maybe we'll touch on it in our next episode. But uh, for one of our last subjects, I know Dickie Wren and uh, Ra have been reading this. I read a little bit of the uh, first issues here, but we're talking about X-Men and not the movies, shows, or anything. But... The Comic Shop Couch X-Men, the actual comic books. Dickie Wren. So this new iteration of the X-Men um, is by Hickman. Uh, he's the head writer of it. He's directing all of it. And I don't know is this, I don't know if it's a new thing in comics, like in TV shows, where you have a showrunner, and that's a yeah, thing now? Yeah, they, yes. they have the main writer mm-hmm. and... To keep the story consistent, they have, okay, here's the story. Here's what you can write about, just like with movies. Okay. Yes. And it, has that always been the case? Yeah. Kind of. I just I just watched an interview with Todd McFarlane, um, and this was actually a little uh, old interview. Uh, and he was saying back in his run, he got called into the office many times. Which run are you talking about? Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Many times because he had his own way of doing it, and... The head runner was like, you need to do this. Stop drawing his eyes so big. And he took it to another platform. But yes, it kind of. Okay. So I'm new to comics. Uh, I read like in the 90s, but like I said earlier in a previous show, uh, I was all about the artwork for me and mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever caught my eye was interesting. Uh, so jumping back in, uh, I wanted to start with the X-Men just because I have such an emotional connection to the MCU. And, it's and a good obviously, point. Yeah. obviously in the next couple of years, they're going to be kind of filtered into the MCU. Yes, which I am searching for an X-Men 1 and I found I found a 5.0 for 6 grand. <laughs> I think I could get. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want an X-Men 1, but all right. So just yeah, it's kind of nice to just jump in. I'm I'm a little little thankful that this new X-Men run just started within the last what 6 or 7 months, yep. right? Yes. Uh, and so, they completely rewrote everything. Right. Yes. So I don't know the history of all the characters in the comics, but just jumping in, maybe the only character I really know is Wolverine, because I'm assuming he doesn't change in anyone's iteration. Cause he's Wolverine's Wolverine. been dead for the most part until recent, so he actually hasn't been around for um, like a year or so or, t- or more. Yeah, like like with this this run here is uh, to, to not like go in down that rabbit hole is... They, uh, Xavier found these mutants who can basically bring back people to life. That's and the like, five. Yes. Replicate them. And now I, I, I may be wrong. I read a little bit, so I am, don't, I'm not going to be president about it right now, but I believe it is actually them and not just like a clone. Um, like their, their essence of who they are is transferred into a body that is actually organically grown mm-hmm. and sped up through time with another mutant and Xavier. The system ma- is so crazy for what they got going on yes. right now with, with the five and the five for those who, who might get into reading this and you will find out when you start reading it is gold balls, temp, <laughs> tempus, tempus, protus, proteus, proteus, uh, elixir and uh hope summers who was, um, 
very instrumental to the X-Men's return when they were going through the decimation arc and everything of that nature. Basically, Cable's adopted daughter. Yeah, Cable's adopted daughter. The basically, what the reason why her name is Hope was because she was the first mutant born after decimation. And she had the power to awaken the mutant gene again. Yes. Uh, so, after the Scarlet Witch pretty much erased all of them and yeah. took away their powers. So, so all in all, these five are creating mutants, bringing back mutants who have died. And Xavier has this island where they all live now. And they basically established their own society on Earth. And now is like, we want to be recognized as our own country. We are a superpower. And we have our own rules. And we do not abide by Earth's rules anymore. So they're all unified. Unified. Yep. Apocalypse no, yep. Yep. is on no the more, board. No more factions. Everyone. Everyone is everyone. on board under Sinister, one umbrella. Like, yes. Yes. Everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Dickie Rand, what do you think? Uh, well, what I've read so far, I'm through two issues of each series that's mm-hmm. a part of this complex story. Uh, I love the artwork that I've seen so far. Uh, Wolverine is my favorite. So anything that any panel that he's in, uh, my eyes get a little bit bigger. <laughs> um, Dickie Ryan, I want to uh, ask you, because a Wolverine one, I th- believe, is out. And it's done by one of my favorite artists, Adam Kubert, who I mm, believe is yep. the essential Wolverine artist. Nice. He did all the stuff in the 90s. Like, uh, Marco, you may remember this. Uh, Wolverine 91, it's that with that triple gate fold-out cover where Sabretooth and Wolverine are fighting where he pops a third claw yeah. through Sabretooth's brain. Yeah. That's Adam Kubert. Hmm. He's back on Wolverine and everything I see him through Instagram. Uh, I'm a very art-driven guy. So I I, I want to get back into Wolverine because of him. And so have you seen that? I have not seen okay, Wolverine. check it out. Yet. And he's in his... My favorite costume, the brown and gold. Nice. Brown and gold. I oh, okay. love him. I do not like the not blue. Not the original blue and I gold. don't like the blue and yellow. I love the brown, the Chris Claremont era. Yeah. Uh, brown costume. And, yep. Brown and gold Wolverine. I think he gold. looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. I, I, uh, <laughs> well, it's something for you to read. So what you was know, the... It's something for you to look at if you love Wolverine that much. Yeah. What was the thing that got you to reading the new X-Men books? Uh, mostly I'm just trying to figure out ways how they're going to be introduced in the MCU, which is... Have you found any? Like, uh, have you seen any... No, because we don't know what's coming in phase four. From what I've heard, they're, they're going to introduce the X-Men or the mutants into the next Myth Marvel, uh, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel movie. People, we're talking now, we made the switch from comics to movies now. We're guessing at, like, who maybe who would you want? Now, here's a, here's a, who would you want to be Wolverine? Now, because in today's n- age? I guarantee you, Fox is done. It's done. What we've seen, there's no way any of those actors are going to come back Except and play Except for Ryan roles. Reynolds. Exactly. Uh, but and, and Ryan might actually coerce there's Wolverine no to come back. Jack- I don't Hugh think, I don't think Hugh Jackman's back. coming back. I don't no, he said he, he was like, he, he may convince him. He's but too old. Nah, mm-hmm. it's not even that. He's, he can still look. I just, young. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I but was, he was. I but you know what? I think I, yeah. even with them trying to bring Jackman back, they should just kind of yeah, just let it, let it go. He got a good what, almost twenty, 
20 year. Yeah, 20 year run out of the Wolverine. And Logan ended perfectly. Yeah. He did end really well. Yeah, so you could, you, 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 Marvel as a whole, you should be looking for a younger person. Don't try to nostalgia us by bringing in Jackman again. He, he had his run, just like Christopher Reeves had his run. Keaton had his run. Everybody gets a run. Right. Even with Tony Stark. Let Tony go. Well, well, Let him have his run. I heard they're... Huh? Yeah, they're, they're, we don't know. Yeah, we don't I know. I would be happy if they reprised the roles. So anyway. I mean, through Ooh. time jumps and stuff like that, yeah, that's fine with me. I'm not... Do you, you guys know. think that the X-Men or mutants are in a different multiverse than the one we've seen in the MCU? I think maybe that's why that uh, Scarlet Witch and then the Doctor Strange is going to open right. up a whole new that's, door. That's what I've that's what mm-hmm. I've been wondering this whole time mm-hmm. is 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 there a multiverse where and just that's the X-Men where I think exist? it could get messy for Marvel when they start doing the interchangeable right. universe thing. And but I know, if I know they it, do it right, I mean, yeah, like yeah. into and the Spider Verse, which they do. I mean, that's they, cartoons. They do, do it right. You know, you can always you can make cartoons whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, but they and did give me it visually so well. whatever I want. I mean, that's an Oscar winning movie. And I, I didn't like like uh, Dicky and uh, Heretic said, Marvel does it right. The MCU does it right. So Feige does it right. I'm not worried. <laughs> like I'm not worried about it. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. So yeah, that's yeah. I'm like with the Eternals. That's mm-hmm. gonna go back thousands of years. That movie's gonna cover a huge time span. Well, hopefully they don't go the route with. In humans, where they're trying to explain and introduce something new and strange to right, there was actually something that Marvel didn't do right in humans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still enjoyed it because it was in humans, but on the Agents of Shield, people don't people don't like that either. People, they do the movies right. Yeah, not all of them. DC does the shows right. Comics, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how. But movies have been hit and miss. How the Eternals, uh, like in the background, like they were always in the background of all yeah. the stories we've seen for the past ten years. So I'm wondering how how do you introduce the mutants in that crowded background, and how do you explain that they just weren't known? Well, first of all, they're gonna go well. I don't know because the whole Inhuman thing tanked on them, and that's how. But they were up even on the moon. Yeah, but even in that in Marvel's history, when you look at it. From the comic book point of view, the mutants have always been an offshoot of like the Inhumans because the Inhumans are offshoot yes. of the Kree. Yes. So I feel like with the Miss Marvel movie, introducing them into the MCU, that's how they're going to get introduced. And that actually well, makes a lot of sense. The biggest yeah. clue we have is really Nick Fury at the end mm-hmm. of Spider Man. And he is in space. Yep. And he says, We have a lot of work to do. And he's working with the Skrulls. So that is our biggest clue. And also, is he a part of Sword or something that's going on with the scrolls or something, you know? I don't know. To answer your question about who should play Wolverine, so I'll start that out. Okay. Uh, I'll put my vote in for Henry Cavill. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't think ever is going to happen. It won't happen, but I want, I honestly, I would love Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. I would. That's, that's your agreeing? Oh, yeah. Are you going off because of the whole Witcher thing? Well, he does do a perfect Witcher voice. Yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) F word. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want him as Wolverine. I would. Who wanted Hugh Jackman as Wolverine initially? I actually liked it. No lie. When I when I heard about Hugh Jackman, I was like, I like that. I have a problem with that. Who 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 do you who would you want? Right right now, I I have I, I I gotta look at. Mel People Gibson. and Mel Gibson. Don't you say it. Don't you take the words out of my mouth. Oh, I'm saying it right now. I am saying 1985. 
Mel Gibson was (laughs) created by God to be Logan. He was. With the bridge of his nose, the color of his eyes, the stature of his body, his insane (laughs) anger face, but also his smile and his voice, his hairiness. I'm like, 1985, Mel Gibson should have been Logan. (laughs) And if it wasn't if it wasn't ending uh, Hugh Jackman out, old man Logan, they could have easily done it. Mm-hmm. You know what's, you know what's funny about that? I think about when um, when Withered had their books on, like, when they used to do like, yes, cast, this, like yeah, what we used to cast, yeah, the casting right, call. Yeah. And they used to be like, all these actors and people would be like, ugh. Rut- like, you Rutger Hauer is Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was um, a lot of those. It was a, but they so, did. They did a lot. They did a lot of. Ca- I missed that from Wizard. That's, I, miss, I miss Wizard as a magazine. That's what I'm ending with. Mel Gibson, Wolverine. I still believe, even though I love Anthony Hopkins, Mel Gibson was approached first mm-hmm. to be Odin. Right. He declined it, and it makes sense because Renee Russo was uh, the wife. Freya. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they've been a cinematic kind of couple Husband together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day go, ah, he he would have delivered as Odin. Yeah, but Anthony Hopkins was great. Yeah, I Anthony know he Hopkins was too. Was I know. I he know. Was great. I also, know. great in Westworld. I'm bringing it up again. First episode, the dark timeline. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, but getting back to the X Men, the key to the X Men being a better X Men to me is Moira McTaggart finally figuring out that she's a mutant. So this and is going, she's not. This is going back to the comic book. This is yes. comic book. Yeah, Moira McTaggart is. Found out to be uh, a high omega level mutant. Her power is she's just normal. She's normal. She's a human. But every time she dies, she gets reborn the same year, like the same year that she was born in. So if she was born in 1980, she would revert, her essence would revert back to 1980, but she remembers everything. She has to wait to grow up. She's in the womb. She has her whole memory of her life. And it turns out what we all grew up with was just many, one of the many timelines that she created. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, in, in, so like yeah. say, I, I met you guys. We're like, hey, you want to have a podcast? Let's do this. And all of a sudden I die. I go back to 1980 and I go, you know what? I, I don't want to have a, a podcast like this. Let's do this. It creates everything. So that's her mutant power. And she lets Professor X, Professor X, and Magneto know. And now this is what we have. But she also did this before in other timelines, and it mm-hmm. failed miserably. Yeah. Okay. So. And the okay. reason why to bring everything together, mm-hmm. like, yep, and ongoing, it's all yep. because of her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So she's the linchpin to everything. Without Moira, you don't even have what they have now, where you've always seen the, the X-Men being persecuted and murdered and de- practically destroyed ever since they made it into the Marvel Universe. They've Now they flip the tables on us as the fans who've always looked at them as the people who are always being, the, being raced racism or racist uh, against them because they had powers and there was no way to police that or control that. And it always manifested themselves in their teenage years when they were very young, when they had no control. And that's why Xavier started the school in the first place. And 
now that Moira's going back, resetting it, resetting it, resetting it. Every time she's Many bringing new Moira in. X, yeah. And now uh, with these, um, the power of X books, it's not even personally supposed to be the power of X, but like the power of 10. So it's showing you 10 years into the future of what they got going on since they perfected the formula. Now they're growing up since I know Josh reading those books and he's like, damn. Like now, now now they got blue skin and they're running around. <laughs> it's like what, what it's you, getting really crazy in the X Men books. What do you guys think of Xavier? Uh, he's being kind of like a creepy cult leader now vibe. What do you think, Josh? Should see it since because you left in the nineties and now you're back. That I I me personally I always like to picture Xavier as like a Qui Gon Jid head head headmaster, mm-hmm. and I don't like the creepy things that they're kind of writing into him. Not my thing, but what do you think? I like that he's walking. Uh, well, spoilers. So far in the story, he's been dead. So I haven't really experienced the new Xavier yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ray, have you... Have you? I read the with? the House of X books, and uh, you know they seem to his rebirth and how they brought him back. And like, you know, we were brought up with, with more with the many lives of more more X, uh, more McTaggart per se, um, you know, she got to explaining that to him, and now they have a callback to the original X-Men books that started back when Stan Lee and them uh, were writing them. Um, Giant-sized X-Men, when they first introduced uh, Colossus, Wolverine, uh, Storm, and all of them, the island that the team went to, Koroa, is now a mutant, and is now a part of the whole infrastructure mm. of what's going on so yeah, like, like like Perez was saying, President was saying that now this whole system, like even if they die, their bodies are coming back to the island yep. and they're being recreated and they're given with conscious- their same essence. Though. Yeah, yeah, and with with their same essence, and that's and this is like wow, like this is the, the thing. That's that's this is what I really like about the X Men books now that since they were killing them off, like whenever they felt like they needed to kill somebody, now it's like oh, we can kill them and bring them back whenever we want now. Mm-hmm. So I don't like young young cable. I, <laughs> I don't like young cable. You like your old man cable? Yep. You get Josh Brolin. I hope Rob Liefeld <laughs> agrees with me. <laughs> but um, any, any last thoughts? Did you on, read like, those Xmas books? Yes. Uh, yeah. Have you been seeing? So I read a, a article from CBR.com um, where they said that the X Men are a little too happy. Have you, have you? Well, I'd be happy too if I finally had a home and I was comfortable. In <laughs> okay, and, and I didn't have to be so, afraid of someone coming to kill me. Yeah. That's yeah. The, <laughs> that's the one thing I've liked about this story so far, is that it's turned everything on its head. Where the mutants were the ones on the run. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now that they've all come together, they have their uh, own country, a, a piece of land that okay. they can call. They home. make sense. Yeah. It, 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 right. They, they sense. practically tell the world, like, "Hey, we're willing to help." And be great people to you all, but you come at us and try to kill us like you did in the past. Right. We're knocking you down. That's why I think <laughs> I think what's going to happen, or I, I assume what's going to happen, is everything will get turned on its head, and the mm-hmm. mutants are going to be the ones in power. And what are they going to do with that power now that they're the hunters? And, and I the, think and that's why I think that's why Apocalypse and all these guys are are joining. Joining the yeah. drinking the juice because it's, because they can it's the see most that. it's the best way of doing it without having to destroy the planet while doing it. Yeah. So I th- I think so. I guess for listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, 
If you want to get in the comics, if you're any piqued interest in the X-Men, this might be a good starting point. I do know that there are people like me who grew up with the 90s X-Men that are like mutants from flowers. Oh, my God. What is going on? Give me all the pouches again, you know? Um, I'm, I'm back and forth with it. I always base it on my art. So I'm pretty sure I would be ecstatic if Joe Mad came and started drawing oh, this man. stuff. I'd yeah. be like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. So Yeah, I'll, I'll but, say yeah. like even during uh, Frank's Quietly's run. Did you like him? I didn't like his style of art for the X-Men because his stuff made the X-Men and most of the powers that the mutants were having were really whack and it made it look super simple but when he did his run on Superman, I loved it. That's exactly what I thought. Right? <laughs> oh my god, let's hug. But, but, uh, I, I hated his stuff on X Men, but when he did All Star Superman, I like his art for some reason. I liked his art with the X Men, but it was certain characters that he made look really weird. Like he had um, Wolverine's hair kind of frilly pointed. Like, I, I know what you mean. Like, uh, people were talking about oh, if Frank Quitely. Yeah, Quitely. Quitely. Yeah. Uh, he was an art, artist that took over in 2000 for the X-Men. And that's pretty much and what that's, I I'm sorry, off. also is with uh, Grant Morrison's writing. Yes. When uh, he had all the X-Men in the, the black and yellow. He did all black new. Leather. Check out all new X-Men 2000 run or uh, All-Star Superman. Um, that That's his art. So. Yeah, yeah we're going to end, end the X-Men talk. Uh, get your final thoughts on it, Dickie. Like I said, it's a really good jumping in point. Uh, right now, they're expanding this world, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm I mostly excited to see how they get introduced in the MCU. That's yeah, probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to with Phase Four and Phase Five. Yeah, considering how whole, are they, how are they going to do this? The whole purchase from last year and it's being finalized. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. All right, Joe. Yeah. Hey Ray. Oh, what, what time? time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is time for our two-minute turn-on. All right. Like always, we are taking two minutes each to uh, tell you what has been t- turning us on since last month. Let's start it off with Dickie since we kind of had the C2E2 run. We want to... Yeah. You, you guys okay. stop worrying about me. <laughs> but we love right. you. I know. I and love so you too. our guests. Yeah. I know. It's okay. So do our listeners. I'll have plenty of opportunity to say things in other episodes. Okay. Marco, what is your two-minute turn on this time? My two-minute turn. Failed. Josh, what is your two-minute turn on? Oh, My two-minute turn on is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, done by Activision. They brought in a free mode called Warzone. This is another version of the Battle Royale game with a bunch of different twists. It feels so much like old school Call of Duty that I love it. And I left the Call of Duty franchise just because it was just always mass chaos. Most Battle Royales have 100 people. This starts with 150 people jumping into the games. What I like about this is there's multiple ways of coming back into the game if you were to be killed. Unlike PUBG, where if you die, you're out for the rest of the game, even though your your teammates might be playing. Here, you can have one person on the squad bringing two teammates back into the game. I love the game. It's amazing. You get the kill perks. I recommend it. It's free. I downloaded it on Battle.net.com. That's my tournament turn on. 
is it as crazy as Call of Duty was? Like, because I stopped playing it because it just got super fast and I couldn't even last 10 seconds without being shot. It is not as crazy. It's not. It, it, I mean, it still gets crazy, You but mm -hmm. you have great moments that happen. You still get the kill streaks and the kill yes. perks that happen. Mm -hmm. But the map is enormous. So you're starting there where in when we played multiplayer, right? The map was was small. Right. So right, you right. could respawn and come in and instantly you're being you're getting death from above. Where here death from above still happens, but it's it's not instant. So I highly recommend it. It's free to play, Activision, give it a go. I think Josh, you'd get that. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I like video games. Yeah. And it's free. Oh. Have you mentioned that's free? Yes. Dicky. What is your two-minute turn on? Uh, this last month, I've been reading a biography about George Washington. It's called Washington, A Life by Ron Chernow. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of interesting anecdotes in this book, as there are in other books about other people. So that's not a big surprise. The big thing that I've taken from this book is the reason he was such an appealing leader to lead this country in the beginning was that he had no offspring. During that time, everybody was concerned about the Republic turning into a monarchy, somebody having too much power. So the fact that he didn't have any children to create a dynasty with was a major appealing thing about Washington and his leadership in the beginning. And also, he was very emotional. He was seen spotted crying in certain parts during the war, things like that. And we tend to think of Washington as, you know, stoic and heroic and, and all that. And the other thing is uh, Civilization VI. I've been playing that since it came out. The reason I like this game is you can keep it on in the background and walk away from it and come back and do a turn and walk away. and uh, You can do it on your own time. It's not something where you have to stay there and constantly monitor oh, your game and everything. Like real time. Mm -hmm. ah. yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm interested in that Washington thing because I like knowing the real people and mm -hmm. like accounts of that. I, uh, so like the emotional thing, I'm... I'm I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's pretty cool. You know, does it does it mention anything about like his thoughts, or is this all well from a person's point of view? The thing about Washington is that he kept such a close circle. Yeah, uh, and during that time, it was all about how you portray yourself to the public. When he died, he ordered his closest confidants to burn every instance of any type of letters really? or communications and things like that so most cases from washington we have other people's letters that they received and did not destroy right huh that's awesome yeah raw what is your two minute turn on all right my two minute turn on for the month of march are going to be a couple of movies couple of shows and some books and <laughs> some stuff i've been collecting so I um, went it's to go see eight minute turn on. <laughs> I went to see the couple movies with my kids. I went to go see uh, Spies in Disguise one week. That's the Will Smith movie with um, the boy from Spider Man, um, Tom Holland. Yes, mm -hmm. and they were it's a pretty pretty good movie. I was actually floored and was surprised that it was wasn't one of those, you know, Hollywood sneaks in a B movie on you, but it was. It, 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 it's not an A movie, but it's like a B movie in on you. And this this was actually an A movie, and it was actually pretty funny and um, very interesting. My family loved it. Um, my wife, who doesn't really too much like cartoons like that, she really uh, liked that one. Uh, Onward, which was great. Um, great Pixar movie. Again, giving you the feels, giving you the emotion with 
that should come with your movies if you're trying to make a movie that should touch your heart. Yeah. Um, it was very good. It was mostly about them trying to um, get their father to see their father for a day. But he really got the understanding that his brother was always there for him through his hardships and his hard times. And he supported him like a father should for that. And I think that's a good brother. It's a good brotherhood movie. Yeah. I'm watching uh, Devs and Dave on Hulu. Great shows, by the way. Uh, I love Nick Offerman. He's uh, always been in a lot of comedies, but he is... Um, doing some serious stuff right now and i like him as uh, as an actor i uh, also like uh little dicky who is the rapper oh, star on dave I like little dicky too he is uh four episodes in it's funny it's a really funny show star wars black series figures and the star and the mcfarland dc universe figures are what i'm into right now for collecting and the star wars earth rise is coming out i'm sorry not star wars but the transformers earth rise figures are starting to come out and they're more on the 80s side of the cartoon when it originally came out, and I'm liking those figures as well. Awesome, awesome. My two-minute turn-on is a couple things. Uh, one, to like what uh, Ross said, the DC Universe McFarlane toys. I am really excited to see the Sean Gordon Murphy uh, Curse of the White Knight mm. figures yep. coming out. I love their... Do they have pictures out yet? Yeah, they have pictures. Okay. I, I love their his design. If you want to look it up, just look up Sean Gordon Murphy, Batman, and you'll see Joker, all that. So he has Azrael, Joker, and Batman for right now. I will be getting 100% this one as soon as it drops. Look that up. They're action figures. Love his art. And I'm super glad that McFarlane Toys is doing it. And then my last one is, uh, it's an oldie. I got my kids into Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> that has been awesome. We watch it. We watch it every day. A episode here and there. We laugh. My my son and daughter, Joey and Lola. We laugh the most at Hal because sometimes I I act like Hal, <laughs> and it's 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 great. Obviously, that it was uh, early two thousand. So yeah, everyone's pretty much seen it or knows it. But to have my kids watch it with me. I love it. I think another good show for you and um, like me and my kids watch it. Me and my wife, uh, we watch um, The Amazing World of Gumball. Yeah. Which is on Cartoon Network because their family dynamic is like your family dynamic is like mine with their husband, right. wife, and two kids. Right, right. I'm sorry, they have three kids. Well, they have uh, the fish is considered, I don't know if he's considered a pet, but he's like the brother's best friend. Mm -hmm. He you know, sleeps in the room. Well, he sleeps in the fishbowl, but that's his bed. And, right. <laughs> you know, but that's basically how they're, they're brothers because he needed somebody until they had his sister. But they have a great family dynamic. It's, it's a weird cartoon. And I think you you and your kids would like, you know, watch it with them. And I might Mandy try it like, out. What the hell is going on? She'll, she'll probably be, Mandy will probably look at it and be like, <laughs> what is going on in this cartoon? How did the, how did the cat have a cat child with the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, ch I'll check that out. But yeah, the Malcolm in the Middle and then the Sean Gordon Murphy line for McFarland Toys. Those are my turn-ons. So if you're into toys, check those out. If you want to go back and watch an awesome show again, check those out. It's funny. It's great. Awesome. Yes, Free. call back to the early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. Before Breaking Bad. Yeah, before Breaking Bad. Before Heisenberg, when he was Hal. All right, so we, I mean, we talked about, uh, the. I mean, I think that was good. We talked about the Wrath of Khan, coronavirus, the Batmobile, our thoughts, you know, C2E2, and I can't wait for next year, Dickie Wren. I'll try not to be sick. Perfect. 
uh, you know, X-Men, hopefully you had a, a taste of the comic book world and want to jump in there and I hope you enjoyed our two-minute turn-ons. And hopefully next month we'll have another book to talk about since this is The Comic Shop Couch. And we want to give you, the listeners, more talk about the comics that we love. And we want to get you into reading them also because this is also now, from what I've been reading, a dying art. we got to keep comic books alive. And yeah. This is, this is what got us into art in the first place, uh, a lot of us. And uh, it's, it's just like supporting live comedy. Let's keep reading comics, guys and gals. And let's be great to each other. <laughs> I like it. Be good to each other. <laughs> uh, so that was, yeah, episode three, The Wrath of Khan. I hope you enjoyed it. We plan on keep going strong for 2020. And don't forget, everyone, everything in life is a fiction. Go create yours. This is Joe President saying so long. Sayonara. Bye. Raw out. Well, that book will rip off.